me, Bojo. Hello, I'm Sarah, and you've made the first brave step in choosing to listen to a podcast about the nuclear industry and nuclear waste in Canada. I'm broadcasting to you from the Anishinaabeg First Nation traditional territory of Nidominasing or Manitoulin Island. I'd like to recognize that North America, or Turtle Island, is home to many, many nations of people, nations who lived here long before the settlers ever arrived, and these nations still strive for self-government. With this podcast, Radioactive, we'll do everything we can to support the First Nations move to self-government. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Hi, Mary. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Good, good. Super. Thanks for meeting with me today. I'll just give you a quick introduction. Uh, Mariette is a personal friend of mine. Um, She's my neighbor here on Manitoulin Manitoulin Island. Um, Spiritually, Mary is a Quaker, um, which is just one of the most beautiful practices within the family of Christian traditions. Um, And she is a great supporter of the Anishinaabek First Nation, the First Nation that lives um, in our area. Professionally, Mary is a veterinarian. And uh, one of Mary's biggest passions is permaculture. Uh, And I've learned so much about her, about food security and permaculture and and making that possible in Ontario's North. Maybe we'll do another podcast series about that sometime, eh, Mary? Awesome. (laughs) So in one of our past conversations, Mary, um, you told me about a deep personal connection that you have to the whole nuclear question. Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, yes. Um, My parents met while working on the Manhattan Project. And this isn't something I've ever talked about publicly before, but I think it's good for me to talk about it. It's a a big deal to me, um, not in a good way. And also it's good just to let more be known about how this all began. The Manhattan Project was the um, project that the US military put together to create the atomic bomb in World War II. And it was successful. They dropped the bomb on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Well, we're pausing our recording here to take a moment to recognize the bombing of Hiroshima on August 6th and Nagasaki on August 9th in Japan in the year 1945. This bombing by the United States of America on Japan remains the only time that nuclear weapons have been used on our planet. One of the reasons that this is the only time it has happened is because it is so horrific. You can learn more by Google searching online these cities. However, I've provided an important link that you can find in the information about this podcast. Thanks. And now let's go back to our recording with Mariette. My mom was a lab technician who uh, stirred plutonium with a spoon and ended up dying young of a bizarre cancer. My father was a chemical engineer and a PhD mathematician, and he invented some of the new math that was required in order to split the atom, as they called it back then. He was uh, one of the top 30 scientists on the Manhattan Project under Oppenheimer, and the project was divided into three cells to uh, reduce spy activity. And one was in Washington State, and that's where my parents were. That was the theoretical um, one. 
and there was one down in Los Alamos where they actually built the bomb, and I can't remember the name of the other one, but they were spread out, and the military went in and bought a whole town out in the middle of nowhere in Washington State, moved everybody out, put huge fences around it, and made it a fortress. And wow. Yeah, yeah, and people weren't allowed to leave without permission. Like they didn't, it stayed that you were there, and you were in there for months. <laughs> so, um, yes, and so, uh, so that's really cool background, Mary. Um, what is your emotional response to having this connection in your family? Well, it, it, it's a difficult one. Um, my father never expressed any guilt ever. He was proud of what he'd done. He didn't. He thought that the lives of people who died in bombs, it was worth it to shorten the war and those types of things. And uh, I'm a pacifist as, as a Quaker, and I feel a, a generational weight has always been with me, having this in my family tree. You know, it's not something I'm proud of or feel good about, but it has motivated me to uh, try to create um, a positive alternative to war. And the way I found it, my personal expression of that is permaculture. Oh, I never made that connection that your devotion or that your your passion about food security and permaculture extends from this, um, really from your childhood and your connection with your dad. Yeah, and taking away the occasion for war is a Quaker term. Just making the world a more just and abundant place. So we reduce war. My sister, my older sister also um, is a Quaker and an avid environmentalist, and uh, she is working to, she has founded a nonprofit organization to help reduce methane from the atmosphere using an ancient chemical reaction that was happening way before there were people, just the way nature used, has always done it, amplifying it a bit, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for having the bravery to make that, you know, emotional connection um, for us. When you're um, looking at a podcast like this, um, what is your hope for for what we can, how we should go about it and, and what it might be able to achieve? Well, I think that people need to know more about not just the atom bomb and, and those and the nuclear um weapons that are present in today's world, but also just um, using uh, nuclear energy as a fuel source produces these horrific poisons that are going to, many of them will be around hundreds of thousands of years from now. And those are time frames that are so big that our brain has trouble encompassing them. We understand something that might happen in a hundred years, but a hundred thousand years, it's just so big, it's easier just to forget it and ignore it, but that doesn't make yeah. it any less real. And yeah, I, yeah, and what I appreciate so you're doing is you're trying to make this approachable for the average citizen. And, and that's such a big help because people need to understand how dangerous these things are. And there's no containment system ever invented or ever will be that can, can contain it safely for 100,000 years. I mean, that's just nonsense. The continents move yeah. around in that length of time. <laughs> it's true. Nuclear power, nuclear weapons, and nuclear waste are is a pretty fear-inducing for for most people um, yeah. because it's just so overwhelming and it's so technical. So that's my hope with um, the podcast, Radioactive, is to have a balance between you know not getting too bogged down in the technical facts and allowing that emotional connection, you know, safe space so that we can we can let it out and and uh, learn how to deal with it together as a human family. And you've really 
modeled that. Um, so Mary, when it comes to, um, you know, people like your dad who are, who are pro-nuclear, um, how do you go about um, relating to that? Well, and there is a difference between nuclear weapons and nuclear power. There's two different groups of people who support those things. <clears throat> but um, I often find that it's hard to get through to them with facts. <laughs> that, that doesn't seem mm -hmm. to work as well as you think it would. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a, well, I, my father, for example, he was a genius, but he did horrible things. And there's a dark side to technology and advanced science, and that's the mad scientist's view that it's you want to do things just for the thrill of doing it because I can. Um, but the truth is there's lots of things we can do that we shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And nuclear power is certainly one of them. And they hide that they hide hiding the true cost of what nuclear power is expensive. Like it's horribly expensive, way more expensive than, than regenerative than uh, regenerative uh, power for sure, because the government hides the true cost in many ways. That seems to be the most effective way I have found to talking to people about it is that it's not practical from an economic point of view. Yeah, yeah, and and given your your family history and how you've worked through this so much, um, it, it's it's important to just call a spade a spade, right? And, yes. and you've mm -hmm. you've modeled that as well for us. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of you know, you mentioned at the beginning that your that your mom died of a mysterious cancer. Yeah. Um, did anybody other uh, you know you've obviously made the connection to the work that she did um, on the Manhattan Project. Did your dad ever make that connection? Um, no. And uh, he was, no, he wasn't. And they were divorced at that point, and he didn't really care. The U.S. government <clears throat> did have a compensation program, but she had to prove, um, you had to show tax returns from 1945 mm -hmm. and other documents that we didn't have to prove okay. that she was working in the lab because during wartime there was a lot of um, moving people around and the record you know they didn't put as much emphasis on record keeping of that sort that they might because they were so focused on other things and so she wasn't eligible and or her descendants were eligible there was a lot of money available to compensate people but we weren't eligible for it Wow, that's uh, it's so great to get that perspective, Mary. You've given me a lot of um, options for for new for more questions and for for more episodes going forward. And I want to thank you so much for um, for setting the bar pretty high for just truth telling and uh, being brave mm -hmm. with this podcast. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. It, it's been good to talk about it. It's hard, but it's been good. I appreciate it. You keep going. I will. Yeah. Thanks again, Mary. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to our first podcast for Radioactive. We really appreciate you listening. As time goes by, we'll be recording lots more interviews. And you can feel free to use these interviews, whether you're a student, uh, someone with the news, or just a regular citizen looking to make connections. With each episode, we try to provide some links to help you get more informed and perhaps even get involved. Thanks so much. We'll see you in the next episode.